This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. And now, on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome to... We're watching here! We're watching here! This is Opinionated Movie Talk with Chris and Perry. My name is Chris Williams. With me, he is the Yoda to my Luke Skywalker, Perry Seibert. <laughs> Green and wrinkly. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's I, me. That, that's how we all feel. We've been cooped up in our house so much, we don't know what this is doing to our skin. So, <laughs> <laughs> If only Frank Oz provided my voice. <laughs> how are you doing, Perry? I'm good. All is well in my universe. How are you, Chris? I'm well. We got back recently from a vacation, so I'm all rested up, and uh, it was nice to just escape one house for another house for a week, and uh, yeah, yeah, so we're back, and I'm looking forward to this. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Kirk Baird on the line. Kirk is a critic with the Toledo Blade. How are you doing, Kirk? I'm all right. A, a special guest. It almost sounds kind of ominous, like one of those ABC after school specials. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very special we're watching here. <laughs> we're we're going to be talking a little bit about legacy movies and a really great article that Kirk published. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But before that, what have you guys been watching? Perry, have you seen anything, anything recently that you want to talk about? I bit the bullet. I went back to the well. I tried, Chris. I I have a very, 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 there's just a part of the center of my being that just keeps Will Ferrell at arm's length at all times. <laughs> but I broke down and watched Eurovision Song Contest, <laughs> the story of Fire Saga, and I'm glad I did. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> this is why I wanted to talk about it. I was I was actually pleasantly surprised. I mean, it doesn't change my mind about Will Ferrell. My problem with Will Ferrell is longstanding. I believe I, I I was I kept him at arm's length on SNL. I think the man commits beautifully to a comic concept or conceit, and he cannot ground it in anything real. And that's why I have always sort of I have not preferred him <laughs> much of the time. And what I have liked about his choices is throughout the career. He has learned that he is made better when he puts real actors up against him. John C. Riley was the ultimate foil for him. And, uh, and he does it here, not so much with Rachel McAdams, who I have other issues with, but uh, Dan Stevens walks off with this movie. He is so funny. He is so handsome. He is so on and throughout this whole thing in every possible way and the other thing i really loved about it the songs are great the songs aren't they they aren't they they, they're obviously meant to be funny but they are close enough to being actual europop songs that it's utterly plausible it's a really great line that all of the songs walk they're uniformly excellent so yes i there were there there was only one scene i wanted cut there was no scene that went on too long and i laughed hard out loud a half dozen times and that's 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 not easy to do when you're watching it alone so yes i i i greatly enjoyed and was surprised by Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. That is interesting because I am a pretty big Will Ferrell fan. I, I love Step Brothers. I love The Other Guys, Anchorman. Um, so I fired up Eurovision a few weeks ago, I think right before our vacation, because I had heard some interesting things about it. And I don't know if it was I turned it on a little too late in the evening for it to kind of work with whatever mood I was in. Um, but I got about an hour into it, probably right about the time Dan Stevens was starting to show up. Uh, and I, I'll definitely say the energy in that movie changed when he showed up. But uh, I, I turned it off. I, and I was, my wife asked, she's like, is it bad? I'm like, it, it's just weird. And I don't, like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I have to be in the right mood to watch it probably under the influence of something um but i, I want to go back and watch it because i know a lot of people have really enjoyed it um and i 
like I said, the energy when Dan Stevens popped up, something changed. Um, and so I want to go back and give it another shot. But man, I I was having a hard time connecting to that one. Uh, have you seen it, Kirk? No. And, and, you know, I think I'm kind of like in the middle between you guys with, you know, my sort of my feelings about a Will Ferrell that, you know, I, I like you said, Perry, I love his commitment. And, you know, when he his character, I mean, that's it. He is. And he'll take that character beyond the breaking point to where you're like, my God, there's nothing else left. You know, it's a, just a, a just a mangled corpse. But he just continues and he he's just relentless. And I love that that ferocity he has. But then there are times I think, yeah, but it's, it's just not funny. You know, it, it's just like watching somebody just screaming in a grocery store and you think, what are you doing? You're not you're causing a scene, but th- there's no laughs here. So um, but, you know, I, I've not watched this movie. Um, I'm kind of torn. I, I you know, you asked what, what I've been watching, you know, what 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 you guys are watching. And honestly, I haven't I hate to say it. I've really been watching any movies. I've I've got HBO Max and I found myself kind of going down the uh South Park rabbit hole and revisiting a lot of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong not. with that. Is the South Park movie on there? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that. I don't think it is. Isn't it a Paramount film? I think it is. I, I never know because they have Harry Potter on HBO Max and Fast and oh, I guess Fast. And but Fair that's Warner Brothers. Yeah. 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 Well, no. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. HBO is losing Harry Potter at the end of August to go over to Peacock is what's happening. Whoa. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So there's all these weird rights issues. So I wasn't sure. I can never seem to find a South Park movie anywhere to stream. And that's a movie I like to revisit every few years if I can. <laughs> I've got oh. the DVD. I've got the DVD. Just ask. I, I, I might hit you up for that. Um I saw my wife and I watched Palm Springs the other night on Hulu. Um, this is basically Groundhog's Day with Groundhog Day with Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. Um, she plays a guest at a wedding who meets a guy who's who's a little off, a little more relaxed than he should be, and follows him into a time tunnel, and she starts repeating every day uh so it's basically groundhog day there's a romantic comedy in there um i love groundhog day and i thought palm springs was very funny i really like sandberg and miliati but i kept being reminded that groundhog day exists and is perfect and i really just (laughs) wanted to turn i really wanted to just turn it off and watch groundhog day um i'm a lonely island fan this you know, this is their sense of humor. It's surprisingly, uh, you know, no, not surprisingly, but for a romantic comedy, really crass and very funny in that way. Um, it takes a few little twists. J.K. Simmons shows up in a role that kind of goes down a route that these movies usually don't take. So I liked it. It would just be, I think I would like it more if Groundhog Day didn't exist and didn't show me how perfect this idea could be. Have either of you guys watched this? No, <laughs> I have not. But boy, your description is going to come up again in the uh, in every in the next episode we record <laughs> in another context entirely. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really on the low end of this. I know a lot of critics love this one um, and it's definitely worth a look. It's a funny little romantic comedy, but it definitely suffers from, you know, Groundhog Day existing. <laughs> So, so that's what we've been watching lately. Like I said, we have Kirk Baird on here. He is our buddy from the Detroit Film Critics Society. How long have you been with the Toledo Blade? Uh, I moved, actually, it'll be 12 years on July 28th, actually. Okay. It's anniversary. Yay. <laughs> and you wrote a really, really great article back at the end of May about parents introducing films to their kids. Um, and full disclosure, Perry and I were both interviewed for this article. Um, but Kurt, can you just tell us a little bit about the article, why you decided to write it, and uh, maybe what you found interesting about it, about what you discovered in it? Well, the uh, the genesis of the article actually came from uh, my editor. Okay. <laughs> Trying try to figure out a, another way to kind of talk about 
hey, during the pandemic, let's write another story about streaming. <laughs> What's another way we can slant the story? Um, but actually, and when he when he kind of approached me with the topic and so what do you think? I said, well, actually, you know, it can work because that is um, kind of the, the cultural legacy idea uh, is something that I, I, you know, my wife and I have tried to work, you know, with our daughter and tried to like, you know, get her to be invested in the same kinds of, of films and, and music and books and everything that we loved and grew up with. Uh, we want her to, you know, hopefully have the same kind of connection, but at least have an appreciation. And if nothing else, uh, a reference point to to that um, because I think it's I think it's important. I mean, it's like you know, it's just like and I said this in the story. It's just like you know, people who are a family of of you know Boston Red Sox fans, and you know, it's just this legacy, and you're just automatically a Red Sox fan. That's just how it is. And I feel like that's kind of the way it is, like with with pop culture, especially like movies and and music too. It's you know, hey, I'm a Beatles guy. You're gonna like the Beatles. Hey, I'm a Star Wars guy. I want you to like Star Wars that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I thought what was fascinating was, um, I mean, you do talk a lot about star Wars in there and how did that go introducing your daughter to star Wars? It, you know, it was, it was something that I kind of labored over because I, it's like, you know, um, you know, you really want everything to be perfect. You want, uh, you know, you want her to really enjoy it and get out of it what you got out of it. And then, you know, especially with Star Wars, there's the, you know, okay, is she old enough for it yet? Uh, and then there's the, the big question I think most Star Wars fans ask. Well, at that point, there was just the prequels and the, uh, the, the, prequels and the originals. Um, and so it was like, okay, so what order do I, do I show the films? Do I go with, you know, look, I'm, I'm 52. So I literally saw Star Wars on Father's Day in 1977 in the theater. So I grew up with it. Uh, and so it's like, do I show her the, the film? Uh, the film series as I saw it, you know, four, five, six, the one, two, three, or do I just essentially get the bad out of the way and hope she'll still hang on for the good parts? Um, but ultimately, yeah, I, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to start with four. And uh, I actually have um, George Lucas released uh, a Star Wars box set of the, the, the original trilogy as shown in originally in the films. Uh, they were like a, like a side di disc and a bonus disc. So I'm like, you know what, we're going to watch it how I actually saw it. So, you know, we, we played it that way. And you know what? I was really surprised. She loved it. She really got into it. She was cheering at all the right times. Uh, when Darth Vader, of course, you know, said, you know, I'm your father, she gasped. And then afterward was kind of questioning, like, oh, I think he's tricking him. And all these things. She didn't really like the Ewoks, which really made me feel good about my parenting <laughs> skills. Um, and honestly, and then when we got into, you know, and I kind of warned her about, you know, the prequels and like, all right, look, it's, it's going to start out really bad and really rocky. And there's this really bad character, Jar Jar Binks. And, uh, and she hated Jar Jar. And I was like, yes, all right. And ultimately, yeah, she became a star Wars fan. Uh, and when the, and when the sequels came out, she dressed up as Ray. She had a lightsaber. We went to go see those films in the theater. And while she's now more, certainly more of a, of a Harry Potter fan, than a Star Wars fan, which I think most, uh, I think that's a generational thing too. Um, she loves Star Wars. And so we've watched almost all of the, uh, the animated series and she references all the time. And so I feel like I've done my part. How old is she? Uh, 13. Okay. Okay. Um, my son is eight and my wife is the big Star Wars fan in our family. Um, mm. But we had the same question, like, how do we introduce Mickey to Star Wars? Um, because we knew he was going to be coming of age, like, r uh, for the movies, right about the time the new trilogy would be starting. Uh, Drew McWeeny, who is a critic I, I love, he he had this great uh, order he showed it in to his kids. He he did this great column called Film Nerd 2.0 for a while at HitFix, which was him watching movies with his kids and then writing reviews based on that. Um, mm -hmm. but he showed it to them. He showed them a new hope, um, empire strikes back. Then after that revelations out there, he go, he went back and showed him the prequels. And then when the prequels were done, he brought them into return of the Jedi to kind of like, it, it was kind of this break to look back after <laughs> that revelation. Um, hmm. we didn't go that route. We, uh, we showed Mickey, you know, star Wars, empire strikes back, return of the Jedi, 
all before he saw uh, Force Awakens, and he still he knows the prequels exist, but he has no interest in them. As much as he likes Star Wars, he has not once asked to go back on Disney Plus and watch <laughs> Phantom Menace or anything like that. Good, good. <laughs> Remember, the yeah. generation gap can always be bridged by everybody hating Jar Jar. It's the <laughs> one universal. It, exactly. It, it brings people together. Um, I, you know, and it's it, and exactly that. Uh, and like, you know, my wife's not a Star Wars fan. She still hasn't seen the, the, the final one. And I'm trying to I was like, well, you got to see it so you, you can complete the, the, you know, the series. And it's like, nah. I don't really, I don't really need to complete it. I don't even remember anything. I said, well, no, you got to know what's going to happen. No, I don't care. Um, so, but you know, like my daughter, it's interesting when we saw uh, episode nine, um, and I'm not even going to bother saying the full title because it's not worth the time. Um, <laughs> she, she had like the same afterward, and I'm like, listen, I'm not going to tell you about it. We'll just go see it, and we'll talk about it afterward. So I did. I tried to really not say anything about the film, and she had almost the same um, uh, kinds of criticism that I had about the film it was really kind of interesting and yeah we both really were, were immensely let down by that film <laughs> perry what about you have you done this i'm assuming because your daughter is much older than mickey is you have a grown daughter my, my daughters are 20 and 17 okay and so uh yeah i, I like how we're all kind of we, we're, we have a nice spread of range here yeah <laughs> for this experience yeah um uh so i you know i really yeah i i i, I this is gonna sound so nerdy you know, I thought about this. <laughs> I thought about this when when Emma, my oldest, was was an infant, and I was like, "Okay, I my my I want to if she expresses any interest in this at all, I want to shape how she gets into this world of movies." You know, I I didn't want to push anything on her young. That, you know, I like this, so I want you to like this. I really wanted to avoid that. I wanted to wait until she was old enough for me to say. Look, this is a film I really love, and I would like to share this with you, as opposed to this is a really important film in pop culture, and so you should probably mm -hmm. see it. Uh, uh, I, I don't know that we've gone ever into it in detail in the show, Chris. I know I've gone into it exhaustively in detail with the both of you. I, I don't share anyone's passion for Star Wars anymore. I'm quite over it. So I had no real yeah. strong need. It wasn't like you have to like this. But I did show Emma the original trilogy I think she was maybe 10 or 11 and uh, we did it in like three successive days. It was like a movie a day over a weekend. Uh, and I, 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 she, she had, she had to do it exactly like I did. <laughs> like she was okay with it. She liked it. And then she was done. And she, I don't know if she's, I know she is, she will rail about how bad the prequels are. I know, I know she's seen them. Uh, <laughs> I didn't show them to her. <laughs> but uh, uh, and then and, you know, I honestly think it's possible that my youngest Tess, who has who decided on her own tastes early and uh, and did not want to be did not need my help in much of any way. Uh, I know she, it's possible she's only seen uh, the first J.J. Abrams one. <laughs> we, we all went to see that when it opened. And uh, and I, and I know she hated it. <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with this world as an introduction, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's that's the, that's that's my Star Wars history with my kids. But then again, this coming from a guy who, when Emma was four days old, the first movie that I watched with her, I sat in the rocking chair in my living room and having no idea what else to do with my life at that point, I put on Citizen Kane. So, you know, as a four-day-old. She's got that rattling around. If you believe you can form memories at that point. <laughs> oh my God! Was her first word rosebud? <laughs> it was. It it was not. But oh my God, would that have been great? If <laughs> <laughs> if I now I will say like so. Star Wars was a success, clearly. But like I've I've had since then. It's it's just been pretty much a succession of failures. Um, she like I so Monty Python. I saw that when I was 13. I stumbled across <laughs> it, the PBS affiliate in Dallas. It was actually the first station in the United States to show or first affiliate in the U.S. to show Monty Python. And I just happened to come across it Saturday afternoon. I came across the Black Knight, was sucked in and it was like, oh, my God, changed my life. And so I thought, OK, you're 13 now. We'll watch, we'll watch 
Holy Grail. I was so excited. We sat down, we watched it, and about 15, 20 minutes into it, I looked over and I thought, my God, she looks like she just wants to run out of the room screaming. <laughs> she just hates me for making her watch this. And she, I think she kind of sort of smirked a few times uh, just, you know, to kind of make me think that, oh, OK, I'm not a horrible dad. But uh, otherwise, no, wanted nothing to do with it. And so that's kind of made me rethink things. But yet we watch The Simpsons together all the time. That's a, one of our big things. So we I, cannot get through a week in this house without somebody saying, now go away. I will taunt you a second time. <laughs> We are, we are a holy grail household. <laughs> it's funny. We have, you know, we have my, my uh, son is eight. My daughter's almost five. So they're still at this age where they're, they're figuring out that they like movies and they have the ones they like. Um, but there's such a different, such a different experience with Mickey who he wants to watch everything that I watch. Like he's, he came downstairs the other night and I was watching, I, I don't know, it was like John Wick or something. He's like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, you know, a movie. Oh, can I watch it with you? No. But yeah, I could see him like trying to peek around the corner. Um, and, and he's been fun because he's at the right age where he loves superheroes. So I think part of the reason I've been like so fond of the Marvel movies, um, and, and probably pretty lenient on them is because I love the experience of taking Mickey to a Marvel movie and and watching those with him, and that's kind of our thing. Um, you know, so we, it was really a big deal when we bought him a ticket to see Endgame, and he was going to see his first three-hour movie, and, you know, <laughs> we, we made sure we went opening weekend, and he's, you know, grilling me with questions beforehand, like, what do you think's going to happen, Dad? Do you think... Do you think Tony Stark's going to die? Do you think this, this? And it, it was fun because it was just like, oh, you're a little nerd. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and my daughter, on the other hand, if she likes something, she, you know, she'll watch it 20 times. Um, but she doesn't always want to watch the things I want to watch. So I will suggest, you know, we were, I was home with her last weekend and, um, you know, I'm suggesting all these movies. I'm like, hey, do you want to watch, you know, Wally or you know Ratatouille and no I want to watch Up so we watched Up which was you know I was really proud of her for that um and then I had to explain why dad was crying but uh <laughs> but uh then the the rest of the weekend I feel like she just wanted to torture me because everything was frozen to on repeat or she's going through this phase where it is she likes the Grinch. She loves to watch the Grinch over and over, but she won't Wait, watch. Wait, which one? Which one? Well, which that's, one? What I, that's what I'm getting to. She doesn't want to watch the good one, the, the real Grinch. She will go back and watch the Jim Carrey one. Oh, good God. Yeah, I know. And uh, she will watch the Benedict Cumberbatch one multiple times. Better. And, uh, you know, she does. No, a lot does, better. <laughs> She, Still she not does, good, but a lot better. I don't know if I've ever watched it the whole way through. I usually, I usually am just like I can't do this and walk out of the room. Oh my gosh! Now let me ask you guys this: I'm curious, like my daughter and I, I God help her. Uh, I think she inherited too much of me, and so like, and the idea of like watching a film with you know with a critical eye, and she'll start picking apart something like a character and say, "Oh, this character is not really well developed," or "Man, what a plot yeah. hole." And she'll sit there and then she'll sit there and figure out an entire film, you know, within a few minutes. And it's like, we're, you know, look, you're ruining the magic. Don't, you know, don't look behind the curtain. Just look at the screen. Look at that. And and she does. And there's nothing I can do about it. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> Mickey has done that a few times. So, um, you know, I'm going to spoil two of the highest grossing movies of last year that everyone should have seen anyway. Um so at the, when we went and saw Rise of Skywalker last year, uh, you know, we're walking out and he's talking about it and he's like, you know, that part where Ray says, you know, she gets up and you think she's dead, but then she comes up and she's like, and I am all the Skywalkers or something like that, or all the Jedi. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What about that? Well, that was just like when Tony Stark, you thought that uh, Thanos was going to snap his fingers, but Tony Stark said, I am Iron Man. They just did the exact same thing. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, yeah. And which one do you like better, Mickey? But 
Yeah, well, Kirk, it's... Kirk, I will give you the payoff for where this goes. Uh-huh. So Emma, Emma's always had a, from a young age, had, she's just good with narrative. She's good about stories. She likes stories. Mm-hmm. She was always able to break down stories. You know, I, I, I assuming <laughs> genetics are going to play a part of that, I'm sure. But she's, she had an interest. And, uh, and when she, it was, I think, two years ago, uh, two years ago when she was at college, she took an entire class from one of her English professors. It was a Hitchcock class. It was nothing but Hitchcock. And it was, uh, I got to go and sit in on a class <laughs> with, a, with, and it was one of the great pleasures of my life to listen to, you know, kids, kids, <laughs> kids, <laughs> uh, really invested in break this stuff down. And then to read the paper that Emma wrote about strangers on a train where she broke down what the different necklaces that the women are wearing represent, wow. <laughs> how they're going to die. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's 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 I'm not taking any, I'm, I'm not saying I'm responsible for that. I'm just like, yeah, OK, <laughs> the genetics are strong. You, you do this all on your own. That's it's it, it pays off. It that's pays when off. That's when you can just step away from parenting because you're like, you know what? I did it. I'm done. That's a and, mic drop. Yeah, yeah, I've done all I can do here. <laughs> you're going to be fine. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. No, you know, but like my wife, she's had much greater success with kind of the legacy film. Like, you know, they watch uh, they have a lot of ones they watch over like yours, mine and ours, the original and uh, White Christmas. Uh, those are traditions. But then, you know, we, we tried like, OK, let's try John Hughes films. We tried. She wanted to do my wife wanted Uncle Buck. OK, John Candy. Great. Eh, she kind of seemed OK, but eh, not really. And then and this one kind of broke my heart. I've, I've got a, a family connection. that was like my father took me to see Bad News Bears, you know, the original Walter Matthau, 76 and to it. And we went to like a, an all you can eat pizza buffet, saw Bad News Bears. And he took me to a grocery store and I got a wiffle bat and, and ball and. You know, and so I've, I've always loved that film. And I thought, OK, so right around, I think it was actually Father's Day. I thought, you know what, we're going to watch this uh, It's kind of like a Father's Day gift because it means something to me. I had that connection. And so I have it. We, we watched it. And I warned her. I said, look, you know, this is a different time. You're going to hear language say you really kids shouldn't be saying there's going to be things in this. But it also gives you a sense of what it was like for us growing up, you know, how things are much different. You could drive around with an adult who was drinking in a convertible and no one was wearing seatbelts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I thought, okay, she got about 15 minutes into it, 20 minutes into it. It's like, nah, yeah, I don't need this anymore. And just, yeah, that was it. So, oh, I watched it anyway. I still enjoyed it. So, you know, <laughs> and then you punished them. It's fine. <laughs> By making them watch the Linkletter remake. Yeah, you take it. You take it, young lady. You think that's bad? Let me show you. I could have shown you this. Here, here. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I found that my wife usually has a better batting average with the kids. Um, and I think it's because she doesn't take any of this as seriously as I do. Like, she just yeah. wants to watch the things she enjoyed as a kid with them. And she kind of knows what'll work with them. So, you know, they did... Milo and Otis, and um, I didn't tell them how many animals died making that movie. Um, but, <laughs> you know, she, so, but she did that with them. She's done, you know, things like the Aristocats and, and stuff like that. And I've tried to get them to watch Perry. I, I wanted to bring this up because you had success with this. I tried to have them watch Singing in the Rain, and they were having none of that. We, we, mm. got, we got 10 minutes in, and my wife was c- trying to convince me the whole time. They're not going to go for this, Chris. They're too young. It's, they are too young. So, so I, I we got about ten minutes in, and I think we turned on something else. But uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was your like highlight film, wasn't it? One of one of that's a film that's it's it's one of the few classics that everybody in the house loves, and it's great. And I know it's for different reasons. Uh, my youngest daughter, 17 year old Tess, she's a dancer. She's, she's a superb tap dancer. And so she, you know, she gravitated toward it for that. In addition to liking the movie, I don't want to say that's the only reason. And then, yeah, it was Emma's, Emma's tastes were good enough that, you know, as a, as a teenager, she fell in love with that movie appropriately. So, and so that one, we literally just rewatched it last week. I think it was last Saturday. Oh, wow. Emma said, I want to watch Sing in the rain. 
And so we put on Singing in the Rain. <laughs> wow. And, you know, everybody's going in and out. Everybody's still going about their day. We didn't all stop to watch it. But, like, at any point, we're all we're all just singing along. We're quoting it word for word. Again, it's another movie that there's no way a week goes by in this house without someone referencing something in that movie. Uh, yeah, that's – that's that's probably the that's probably the absolute cinema classic that has the the highest place in our household. <laughs> I, I think for me it was, and I talk about this in the article too. For me, I've had better luck if I can find something playing in a theater rather than at home where they have their you know their tablets mm. just in the other room, their toys are there. So about a year ago, um, they brought out the Muppet movie for its 40th anniversary, and I was really looking forward to that because. My 40th birthday was coming up. Muppet Movie is probably one of my top three favorite movies. And the kids had seen it, but it was like one of those things. They kind of just, they watched it and then they moved on with their life. And I was like, no, we're going to go see this at the theater. And so we, you know, we were probably three of five people in that Fathom screening. (laughs) Um, But it, it was a totally different experience than watching at home. They just, they locked in. And, you know, my daughter's dancing up and down the aisles during all the songs. Mickey is laughing at all the jokes. The the funny thing was uh, them laughing at cameos to people. They had no idea who they were, but they kind of knew that it was supposed to be someone funny. So, you know, they're laughing at a Bob Hope cameo. Bob Hope's been dead long before they were alive. But uh, that that was one of those moments where you're just watching, you're like, yeah, I did it right. You know, this is the way to see the movie. We actually will often do uh, The Rainbow Connection as a lullaby now before bed for my daughter. And uh, so so that was definitely, like, the highlight for me. Yeah, and by the way, when you, when you told me that about the Rainbow Connection, I'm like, oh, I've got my ending for the story right here, so <laughs> thank you for that. Um, you know, yeah, I, I just, um, I, I, I've been holding off on, like, some of, the, like, the, the classics, classics, because I thought, okay, she's ready. But honestly, I mean, you know, I'm not having any luck with comedies and other things, so I think I'm ready. Like, we were, last year we took a beach vacation, so I thought, I'm not going to show her Jaws. Because like it's but now we, we she wants to watch Jaws and of course you know she's gonna laugh at the shark because you know whatever but I was explaining about why you know it wasn't working and Spielberg couldn't use that and it actually makes a much better film much scarier and so I said you know what I, I think you're really gonna enjoy it so that's the next goal and then yeah I think I'm gonna try to like Citizen Kane and and work my way through I mean my God HBO Max has so many classics just right there you can stream it's amazing yeah. I- Oh, go ahead, Perry. I have a I have a nephew who's I think he's thirteen now, and uh, for a couple years, uh, the last two summers, he came down to Ann Arbor for stunt camp. Uh, there's there's a local place that does stunt camp. It's it's really great. Uh, but he stays with us for the week, and so he goes to stunt camp during the day, and at night it's 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 Uncle Bear camp, where I would I would do this. I I would set up a, a, a bunch of movies and. His, uh, it's my, it's my sister-in-law and her husband. Uh, they, they, they say you have free reign, show them whatever you want. <laughs> and so I, I had the joy of over these two weeks, I get to show like an 11 and 12 year old. Yeah. It was Raiders for the first time. It was Jaws for the first time. Uh, I went so bold at the end of last week that we went with, uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that was that was it was it was a pleasure to uh, to dip that kid in in uh, in some steeping historical popular culture stuff right there. That's nice. Uh, yeah, my you know my son's like I said he's eight, so he's right at that age where there's some oh. stuff he is ready for, but there's a whole lot that I'm like, eh, I don't know if you're ready for this one yet. So the one that was that is killing me, and I just know based on what scares him, he's not ready for it. Um, I was watching Raiders of the Lost Ark a few weeks ago uh, for a series I'm writing, and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably, any given day, number one on my list of favorite movies. I I love Raiders. And uh, I was so just tempted to be like, Mickey, why don't you uh, sit down and watch this with me? I I love this. It has Han Solo in it. Um, but I just knew he's not going to handle the face melting at the end. And, uh, <laughs> he's going to be sleeping in our bed. If we do that, Jaws is another one that, you know, we went on a lake vacation last week or a few weeks ago. And I was really tempted just like, 
you know, what if? What if? <laughs> you know, and but no, that that'll wait for a bit. Um Good. E. T. Good. E.T. was the one I tried with him um, probably about a year ago. Um, and I was shocked. It just did not like he watched it. He kind of sat with it. And then he moved on with his life and did not think about E.T. ever again. <laughs> and uh, that one kind of killed me because I adore E.T. And maybe I'll have better luck with his sister in a year or two. But uh, here's here's your lesson to take from that, Chris. Here's the pride you can take from that. He is not scarred with the belief that his immediate family is going to fall apart at any moment. He could not relate to E.T. because you have provided a stable, loving household. <laughs> He's never going to have a best friend who just, you know, falls from the sky and then is just ashy and gray in his bathroom. <laughs> and it didn't even scare him. That was the other thing. I'm like, well, at least if he doesn't love it, at least it'll scare him a little bit. Because that, that was... <laughs> Oh, that was my wife's concern was, is, is E.T. too scary for him? But it was just kind of, eh, you know, whatever. So, Kirk, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. I'm curious, uh, do, have you taken your daughter to her first R-rated movie yet? Ooh. Has, I mean, in the field. Well, not just it, okay. well, okay, so actually on that trip, we showed her the fir- her first R-rated film, which was National Lampoon's Vacation. It was a DVD they had in the house. It was pouring down rain, so we watched it. Excellent. Then, Excellent choice. Um, uh, what was, I'm, I'm blanking out. Um, oh, God. Uh, the King of Staten Island. Uh, oh, I got, cool. I've got, got the screening link to it, and I was like, you know, it, it, it's going to be really profane, and there's going to be a lot of situations you know but i i was talking to my wife i said i i think she can and she's like look she hears those words at school and i said all right so um so we sat down and watched it and and we got through it and i think it was more cringeworthy for me you know those those words i'm like oh god she doesn't know that word but now she's gonna look it up um and uh and so like that but yeah but we haven't seen any in the theater, but I, in a way, I guess it was kind of, you, you kind of break the ice and it's like, okay, now we've, we've gotten through this and now, you know, okay, we, we can, you know, we can see these films now and stuff. So yeah, I think I'm going to slowly start now, like, but not like clockwork orange. I'm, I'm not quite no. ready to go there yet. <laughs> right. You at least have the DC show or singing in the rain first. You can have a yeah, few yeah. years where that song is nothing but daisies and happiness until, until you <laughs> six clockwork orange on it. Exactly. Has there been one yet that you've shown her where you're just like, oops, that was a mistake. You are not ready for that one yet. Um, because I remember, and I think I've told this on the podcast before, my dad used to do scary movie nights for us uh, when my mom would go out of town. And he would usually be pretty good about it, like at Frankenstein or the Wolfman. But one year I was like 10 and he brought home Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, that that led to an interesting discussion with my mom. But uh, have you had oh. one yet where you're just like, yeah, not ready for that one yet. That was a mistake. Uh, I thought maybe uh, the, the King of Staten Island might have been pushing it a little bit. I still wonder about it. But I haven't. I guess I've been really cautious. And I thought, OK, well, I'll stick with comedies and and not. And I mean, you know, and clearly that's not working. So I don't know. Maybe I, I do need to start kind of, you know. <laughs> changing it up a little bit and going, you know what? Uh, yeah, let's watch uh, Halloween. What do you think? <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. See, it's it's weird because I think part of it is, even though it's important to me and even though I had an appreciation for a lot of those things, and I think we all do as critics, but, you know, I think a lot of it is, is you know, some things just don't stand the test of time. Certainly a lot of films with your effects and everything. And I also just think sometimes there's the, the language, there's the atmosphere, there's everything that just kind of really dates it. And sometimes, and, and they, they're looking at these, these, you know, these families and nobody has any phones, nobody has any computers, <laughs> nobody. And we relate to that, but they don't. And I think there's, I think that kind of causes a little disconnect where they can't really get into it. I can, I can see that, but you can also find that point where like you can find the film that is going to play to their interests once they show some sort of pathway for what they're into. Like Tess went through this thing a few years ago. She, uh, she saw get out, uh, 
and she wanted to she kept asking me it's like i want to see more horror movies i want to i want to know more about this and i was like and so like i showed her halloween and she was like okay with it and i was trying to drill it down like well what what is it you want and i realized oh she wanted something that was a little funny too like it needed it needed that edge on it Mm -hmm. for her to really love it and so uh and tess is also she's really uh uh, she's very politically minded. And so I thought, Oh, you know what? I'll show her. I'll show her Rosemary's baby. Oh. And that was perfect. Like that hit her exactly where she looks. She really loves that movie. <laughs> mm. And so you can always find it. And that's the great, I mean, it's the, it's, you know, it's one of the great joys I have, not even as a credit, just to someone who loves movies is to be able to, you know, to find that perfect recommendation for somebody. And uh, and when you do it for your own kid, it's like it's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so satisfying. <laughs> no, and I, I'm I'm hoping that she'll, you know, she'll kind of be a little more adventurous and and open up to, you know, things that don't have Disney in front of it, um, and see, you know, because and and I think she's open to it, but I want her to like really push herself, and I kind of feel like that's part of my job as a parent. Um, it's not just to kind of help her, like you know, I'll try this food, do this, do this, but also encourage you know her to experiment in, in terms of popular culture and you know read different books different authors go out and and you know experience the world through other people's eyes and and things and you know hopefully broaden her own mind and the process what is still on the mount everest for you you mentioned jaws and raiders of the lost Ark, but what's the one is there one that you're like terrified to show her because you're like you, you know how we all have that test movie we, we show people to like this is the key to knowing me. Um, do, do you have one that you're just like, I'm not, I'm going to hold off on this one because it's going to break my heart. If you don't like it. The last picture show. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's it. That, that's it's, it. It is. Um, I, well, I'm, you know, I'm from Texas, born and raised in Dallas, but it's, it's not so far. Um, it's, it's by uh, Wichita falls, uh, the fictional town. And so, it's not so far removed. It's about a two-hour drive west. Uh, I've been out there. I've inter- you know I've interviewed Larry McMurtry. I've been to the, the the actual theater, and it's just you know there's something about it and that struggle and you know not just the you know the small town, but everybody just you know coming to terms with their lives and how empty they are and and what it all means. And it just there's something about that film that's always resonated with me and. Um, and, and I, I kind of wrestle with, you know, is she ready for this? And, you know, I, I'm i not quite sure yet because, I mean, maybe it's like, you know, it's like somebody who can, you know, yeah, they have the aptitude to to read a, a book, a novel. They can they, they know the words, but do they have the maturity to really understand them, to understand right. the concepts? And sometimes I wonder if, if, if it's not – I don't know if she's quite there. That said, you know, in her school they read In Cold Blood. Uh, my wife reminds me of that. Like at 12, 13, she's reading in cold blood. So I'm thinking, well, I guess maybe she could watch the last picture. So <laughs> not quite as dark and, and as that. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the one I'm holding out on. And, and one of these days, maybe even next year for Father's Day, that's what we're going to sit down and watch. <laughs> wow. I was going to say back to the future, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, oh. go ahead, Perry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was. Just I want to answer the question, but go ahead. Oh, answer the question then, because I was, uh, I was, I had another like tangent I was going on. So, uh. well, well, I was going to say for me, it's really interesting because all of those, like all the truly, all the films that mean the most to me, uh, Emma's scene. I made, I made, I made pretty sure that you know of the 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 five or ten core things you're willing to see, but the one that I have yet to pull the trigger on, um. And it now, I mean, it, for, for for reasons that will become apparent why I waited so long when I say it. But now I realize, oh, she's more than old. Now. Like, I, we could have watched this anytime in the last two years and we just haven't yet. Um, I can't wait to see her reaction to Blue Velvet. Oh, like, that's oh. the one I'm dying to like to watch with her now. <laughs> that yeah. she's, you know, she's quite the adult at this point. And I'm like, you, you, there's, there's no reason to, not to watch this. I need you to see this because you, you know, she does Lynch. Lynch is a director that is not in her wheelhouse. It just, it wasn't, it didn't happen. It did. It just reasonably so, but, <laughs> but I never got around to those. And that's a film that, uh, you know, I, I remember showing her 
Sex, Lies, and Videotape, Do the Right Thing, The Big Chill, films that really defined me. And I'm like, this is the last, this is, this is the little cornerstone left that I need you to see <laughs> for me <laughs> and for you. It's a great film. But yes, uh, that's, that's, that's the last one for me with, with Emma anyway. Wow. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just going to say back to the future, but now I feel stupid, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, but no, it's, you know, no. my kids are but, so much younger. Well, exactly. Like, you know, I don't have to, like, I, I'm at the point now where it's, what did I love at that age? And it was, oh, it was Back to the Future. It was Ghostbusters, which he keeps asking about Ghostbusters. And I'm like, I don't think, I don't think you'll get the humor in that one yet. Um, no. What I'm really looking forward to, you had mentioned, uh, Kirk, HBO Max has a great back catalog. And yeah. one of the things I'm really looking forward to digging into on there, um, a huge blind spot for me is Studio Ghibli. And... Mm. I, I can't wait. That's that's one where I want to really sit and kind of discover them with my kids. Um, so I'm kind of looking to which ones are the best ones to show them at these ages. And I, I think I've settled in a week or two. I want to watch uh, My Neighbor Totoro with my daughter um, because it seems like she's right at the right age for that. Um, but we've also been going through they don't know who Bugs Bunny is. Like, they, they yeah. like you know, they know – that it's Bugs Bunny, but they don't know what that means, what Looney Tunes means. And HBO Max started doing these new Looney Tunes cartoons, which are actually really good. Uh, yeah. they're, they're really funny, and you know they feel like there's references to cell phones or computers, but really they feel tonally of a piece with all the classic stuff I saw when I was a kid. But the nice thing is, is we can jump right from that to a lot of classic Looney Tunes that are right on there. Um, and then I just won't tell them Space Jam is a thing, and we will be good to go. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> well, you know, and one of the things that I, I love about, like, with The Simpsons, too, but uh, but certain Looney Tunes, is that was my, kind of my gateway into uh, pop culture past, because, I, you know, I learned about all these celebrities and things, you know, I was like eight or nine, and not obviously the, the, the Looney Tunes, but not with the, the character-specific ones, but when they would do kind of riffs on, on, you know, the celebrities, you know, movie stars and all that stuff. And I learned about all that. I learned about a lot of this history and, and pop culture and things. And that, uh, and I love that. And, and Lainey is, uh, my daughter is, uh, f- feels the same way. And in fact, she actually requested to watch Bugs Bunny the other day. Uh, nice. and we watched a new one too. And by the way, I, I should say, I thought of something when I said last picture show, the other one, it's a little bit, maybe not quite as dark, although in some ways it is Brazil. That's the <laughs> other one I'm dying to watch with. Yes! That's that's actually always been one I've like I've I've always told Emma it's always been like we'll make a giant list and it'll always be like the fifth film on the list that I want to get to I'm like you yeah, I want you to see this <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that's yeah that's one I'm I'm dying to get get to and you know what I think I'll do that before school starts here in a few weeks and she's ready Ooh, I can't imagine Brazil at thirteen I, I'm not saying it's a bad move at all I'm just yeah like, I'm uh, I'm trying to fathom. I mean, I couldn't have been that much older than it because I know I saw it on video. I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, so, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I failed at everything else. So, you know what? I'll go down swinging. <laughs> <laughs> not true. If she's asking to watch Bugs Bunny, you have not failed. <laughs> yeah. Ex- yep. If she, watch, if she asks to watch Space Jam, you may have failed. But <laughs> it, 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 yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's a good one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, does anyone else have anything else on the topic? Or no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to the day when I can take my son to a movie again, or my daughter. Um, my son is much more interested in them, but uh, he he is also the one who. I went to see my last movie, my only movie of 2020 in theaters with. And uh, so I will forever punish him for it being Sonic the Hedgehog. Go. Oh, <laughs> I, you know, I heard good things about it. And they were all, they were all liars, right? Um, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I honestly think if that wasn't the only movie I've seen in a theater in 2020, I would have, you know, it, it's the best Sonic the Hedgehog movie you can make. Um <laughs> And I probably would have just chalked it up and forgotten all about it. And at the end of the year, when I'm tabulating my list, been like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. Um, 
But now it just burns at me because I have, I don't know when I'm going back to a movie theater. And so that's the one that just sits there in my letterbox taunting me. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, 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 I gotta say, I'm, I'm really uh, anxious to get back. And once things kind of settle down, go back to the theater. I'm, I miss seeing things on the big screen. It's just not the same. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, it's silly, but a Marvel, you know, that Black Widow movie was supposed to be the one in May that was going to get me back in theaters, and I was going to go see it with my son, you know, and so mm. I, I just I want to get back and see a movie with him again because that is the thing. Like whenever I ask him, "What do you want to do today?" Like if we have a free day, yeah, he doesn't want to go to a park. He doesn't want to, you know, go play outside, which you know are things that I should worry about. But he wants to go to the movies with dad. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I dig that. He, uh, he's my buddy at film screenings a lot of times. And uh, Cece's getting there, too. Like, I had her last weekend. And, I, I, you know, we are like, hey, what do you want to do? Mom's gone. Brother's gone. You want to go to the park? You want to go on a walk? Uh, maybe we could watch some movies. And, <laughs> yeah. And they were all I like, like the – I, I kind of like the thought that we're all living in the Chris, Christopher Nolan's personal nightmare where we're all – just about to see Tenet. <laughs> well, it's going to happen. Forever. Uh, We're going to almost see Tenet. Well, ev- <laughs> eventually time is going to twist backwards enough on itself where we suddenly realize we've well, already we've seen, seen Tenet, Tenet and yeah. it's going to be the greatest marketing coup ever. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Kirk, thank you so much for coming on the show. We definitely want to get you on again. Uh, where can people find you? Um, well, I'm like most people, I'm here at the house. Uh, <laughs> you can, uh, at the Toledo blade.com, uh, just, you know, or search Kirk Beard, Toledo blade. I'm not really reviewing films per se anymore, but, uh, who knows? I mean, I still write about pop culture. I still do some reviews and things. So yeah. And they can always email me and, you know, send me a Facebook request, all that stuff. I'm, I'm around somehow, some way. <laughs> Perry, where can people find or hear you? You can find me on Twitter at Perry Loves Film. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can hear me every Friday morning on WLBY 1290 AM in Ann Arbor on the Lucy and Lance show, talking about movie stuff new and old. And uh, yeah, you can, you know, as always, you could probably, if you can, if you can, if you can patch yourself into my uh, my system, you can just find out what I'm watching on the Criterion Channel because that's usually <laughs> where I am. I'll be quite honest. <laughs> You can find me um, on Facebook. I'll put the link in there. That's pretty much the catch-all for uh, all my writing and podcasting. But if you want to head over to BHM Pop Culture, I write about film over there. Uh, You can listen to the other podcast I do occasionally, Cross Culture Critic, which had taken like a year-long hiatus. And uh, we just started back about a week ago. And that's pop culture and kind of faith mixed in with it. Uh, And occasionally I do a podcast called Wasting Time, which... We haven't done in the pandemic, but hoping that lifts sometime. We'll be back in two weeks. Perry and I will be continuing our discussion of Five from 95 with a talk about Terry Gilliam's 12 Monkeys. We'll see you then.